0: I'm Grace Eubank. And I'm Ryan Beck. We are married, and we think we might even love each other.
1: So now, we're putting our marriage to the test with a podcast.
0: We're answering all the questions that lead to love.
1: This is Falling in Love with My Wife.
0: Are you nervous, Ryan? Yes, I am. Why? Because
1: I want this to be good.
0: Well, of course we do, but... It's going to be fine. It's going to be good. Great.
1: Yeah. I just need to be happy with the finale being what it is.
0: Yeah. We're going to do a season two. Uh, spoiler alert, there's going to be a season two. Um, in a couple of weeks. In a couple of weeks.
1: Need a, I need a break. We need to figure out what we're going to do.
0: Yeah. We need to um, tighten some screws, as they say. But do they say that?
1: I, you, you can, sure. Okay. This I is your it.
0: podcast. You can do whatever you want. It's half of my podcast.
1: Half your podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to episode 36 of Falling in Love with My Wife. I am Ryan.
0: I'm the wife.
1: yeah Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> and, Grace. Yeah, and you're Grace today grace is the the final episode of season one yeah pretty exciting
0: thank you to everyone who is stuck with us for all 36 questions don't say
1: stuck with us that makes it sound like it's against their will
0: well you never know that's true we don't know every every single listener
1: that's very true But I'm really happy that everybody has um, stuck around and listened. (laughs) um, I know I said it too. But episode 36 is an interesting one because uh, this is, once again, not a question. Just a fun prompt that the New York Times has offered us. And the 36th question is, of course, share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. So we're going to solve each other's problems this great. episode. But also, of course, we asked our listeners to send in problems uh, that they wanted help with. And we would answer those.
0: Yeah. And we got so many great we got ones. A ton.
1: We're not going to get through all of them. Yeah. I hope that we do.
0: I hope we do, too. But this okay. would be
1: a two hour podcast. And that's a lot mm. to ask on New Year's Eve from people. Exactly. Even if you are staying up later. Yeah. To watch the ball drop, which I am I have half a mind that 2020's ball is just going to go straight down. <laughs> They're going to be like, 10. Oh, no. It just fell.
0: Yeah. Um, we have a New Year's Eve tradition, which is uninterrupted by this yeah situation. I was actually
1: telling my chiropractor who told me I forgot to tell you off mm-hmm. my th- my chiropractor told me that, um, you have a great energy on social media. I do? hmm
0: He follows me on social he media? He follows me on social media. Oh, okay.
1: And so I think that he saw you taking the selfie with Baby Yoda <laughs> in yes. your Christmas pajamas. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, you, I post pictures of you a lot. Yeah. And, um, you know, I usually ask before I do it.
0: Uh, you. There's once or twice you did not.
1: 80-20. <laughs> <laughs> so, but sometimes it's just funny. I should just post a picture. of you. I I don't even remember the bad ones, so it's fine. Right. It doesn't matter. Anyway, you have um good energy on the apps. <laughs>
0: well, thank you, Doctor J. Yes. So, okay. So you were telling him about our New Year's Eve tradition.
1: Yeah. Because he's like, what are you going to do for New Year's Eve? And I was like, well, my wife and I always make a lot of party food and then invite no one over.
0: And we just eat it all ourselves. And
1: this year we get to do that. um, And we still don't invite anybody. over. Yeah. Now we're doing, you know, everyone's doing our tradition. Yeah. This is really our year.
0: Yeah. We do course after course of frozen appetizers and other chicken dip. Yeah.
1: Guacamole. The
0: guacamole course. The pizza roll course. (laughs) The mozzarella stick course.
1: The, um, those little potato skins.
0: Potato skins. This year we
1: got chicken taquitos.
0: Chicken taquitos. This is a new... And one.
1: all the seltzer that you can drink.
0: Oh, yeah. Exciting stuff. Uh, so that's what our New Year's Eve tradition is. And we're yeah. going to keep that going uh, uninterrupted.
1: Yeah. That's how we'll be ringing in the new year. But, Grace, we
0: have some problems yes.
1: to solve for our, for our listeners. Okay, and
0: great. Let's just get into it. Great.
1: Now, before we dig into this first one, I just want to say... We're going to be dealing with some pretty heavy issues. Yeah. We got some really tough questions and I am afraid to answer. This is going to, you know, this is hard hitting stuff. It
0: feels like we should have a degree.
1: Yeah. So just kick us off with this hard hitting question.
0: Okay. This one's really tough. Uh, This is from Andrea from Chicago. Hi, Grace and Ryan. First time, long time. Hoping you can help me out with a question. My boyfriend is the cutest boy I have ever seen. I love him so much, but our dog is the most angelic pup I've ever laid eyes on. How do you balance devoting attention between your partner and your pooch? Well, Andrea, I can certainly relate to the dog half of the question. (laughs) Whoa. Uh. (laughs) Because I'm your husband. Yeah.
1: Okay, good. Glad we settled that.
0: Sure. Oh, our dog just came over. Uh, do you want to start? How do
1: you balance devoting attention between your partner and your pooch? Well, I think, uh, I don't know. I mean.
0: I I think it's all about just like that you're all spending time together. You recently said, I think a lot of our um, bonding is that we are just talking about how much we love the dog. And so it's completely well, understood. Well, we were bonded
1: before the dog.
0: Sure. But like a lot of our conversations now are just about how much yeah. we adore this creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's right. So I think it there needs to be this mutual understanding that um, there is a love for this dog that is unmatched.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I love her. I love the dog so much, but my love for the dog is different than my love for you.
0: Yes. And so I think there just needs to be that understanding. She's
1: the light of my life.
0: Yeah, you recently said that... Um, hold on, I wrote it down, so I want to make sure I'm getting the wording right. Um, okay, there's two things you said. You said, Grace is the best thing that ever happened to me because she brought home Lily. So that was one. Uh-huh. And then the other thing um, you didn't say for my benefit, I don't think, because I just overheard you saying this, but you were petting the dog and said, I wish you could be my wife.
1: <laughs> that was to, that was a joke. I don't wish the dog was my wife, but that, was, that one was a joke. The other one... Um, I you are the best thing that's ever happened to me for many reasons, including that you brought home Lily. Yeah. Um, Which I don't think is that uh, upsetting to say.
0: No, I you make
1: my life better in ways that um, I can't even begin to recount. But if I were to start a list, it would start with the dog.
0: Oh, totally. <laughs> <How's> yeah. <that? laughs> I think that's absolutely true. And so How do you
1: balance the love, right? You just uh,
0: Yeah, I think it's that you um have attention for everybody and you bond on that. You just have to make sure love.
1: that you're secure that both people are secure enough to know that they love the dog more than each other.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. If you can get to that point, then you're fine. You I you know that I love you, and yes, I know that you love me. That's why we can talk about how mm-hmm. we love the dog even more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it it is a different kind of love too because it's different i'm clearly joking yeah because you and i have faults and she does not you know true but also <laughs> you know
1: her faults are that she can't pay for anything right um she's no fun to take to a restaurant because she's like trying to bark at people and you have to sit outside right you know
0: yeah those are her faults i can
1: at least walk around the block with you and i know that you're not going to just run into traffic
0: or grab some um, chicken bones. Speaking
1: of which, I did run into traffic um, the other day when we were walking together. And then mm. I was like, oh, I can get in front of this car. Um, and I and Yeah, I you just, abandoned me. Well, I thought that we had an uh, unspoken, like, we're going to run, you know, jaywalk and run in front. Because the car is a couple hundred feet away. But then we were just on opposite sides of the street. And I just turned and looked at you. And then <laughs> the light changed and the car didn't even, you know, I didn't need to do that at all. Yeah. And then you just slowly walked right up to me. And I was like, okay.
0: Well, Andrea, I hope we answered your question. I'm
1: sure that we didn't.
0: I No, I just want to say that I am so glad that you found both uh, love with your boyfriend and with the pooch. And I think that's a really great thing. Yes. And, and I, it's I, all about sharing that together.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I completely agree. The dog has, you know, I never had a dog before, Lily. This is uh, unmatched love. Yeah. You, you know, this is an uphill battle for you, yeah. Grace. Yeah. <laughs> So All right, let's do the next question. Our next question comes from Josh, a, lo- a long-time listener, second-time emailer, Josh, um, who, full disclosure, is my brother. Soon, I will be moving to a new city. Since you are both transplants yourselves, what advice can you provide to get acquainted with the new surroundings? And would your methods still work, given that we're still in the middle of a pandemic? Well, interesting question, Josh. Yeah. Uh, moving to a new city, Grace, what did you do initially? Because... I we both moved here to start careers. Yes. Inherently within a career, you meet people who are interested in the same things you are or you seek those kinds of people out.
0: Right. Um. I think that that was exactly what I was going to say is that I um, found my friend groups through my work situations um and so i always like f- found the one person that the, you're like okay like you're my guy or my girl yeah um and we're able to so much build of human, a relationship there
1: so much of human bonding is like having a mutual disdain for something you know whole, whole marriages are based on this where That's you just true. we've you, talked about this we've talked multiple about this. Go, times. that guy yeah so if you can find that In your new city yeah you're good as gold like that's what a work relationship is right people work together for decades and it's mostly because they hate some guy in the office
0: (laughs) yeah so i mean we have the inside scoop that josh is moving to this new city because of work so For for a job yeah yeah so he's going to have um a home base where he's going to have people that he works with and we'll have relationships with them so i think that will continue th- like that same strategy will continue through a pandemic where you have that but yes. many of my friend groups have like sprouted from work things even if it's like oh i'm not necessarily friends with this person anymore but i like went to their birthday party and met someone else who uh-huh, then and i uh-huh. became friends with blah blah, blah. Um, and i think that's a big thing and saying yes to situations
1: Yeah, I think you just got to put yourself out there and be more adventurous, which are kind of empty platitudes. But, you know, you got to do find out what it is you like and then find the people that also like the thing. I think that works during a pandemic. My only fear for my brother is that he is moving to a new city because he is going to he's going up the corporate ladder. So Mm. he very well may become the thing. That other people go, oh, Josh is here. <laughs> so you don't want that. No way. He'd no, he, cool won't. he won't. He won't. My, bro, my brother's uh, very sociable, so he'll be fine. But yeah. I think you just do, you know, he's already involved in like local government and stuff. I would say just do that in, in St. Louis. I think it's fine to say that he's moving to St. Louis. But, like, do more of that stuff and you're going to find more people who are interested in the same kinds of things.
0: Yes. And I think this can be very uncomfortable for a lot of people. But, like, kind of just, like, inviting yourself to things a little bit or, like, um, uh, or being the first to, like, make plans rather mm-hmm. than waiting for something to happen. Yeah.
1: Throw a vaccine party. Get a hold of a, va- a bunch of vaccines and have everybody come over and stick them with needles.
0: I would, I would draw the line at that. What if there were I...
1: black market vaccine parties? That'd be pretty crazy.
0: Well... Now you just blew up his spot.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but I think,
1: you know, I think he'll uh, he'll be fine. I think, you know, the, re- the way you the way you and I got together was because we had mutual friends. Right. So if I didn't make those initial friends and you didn't make those initial friends after moving here yeah. to New York, um, you know, we wouldn't have found each other.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important to remember that so many, I mean, a lot of people meet through work things because we spend so much of our waking hours Mm -hmm. uh in work situations yeah uh, you know like if you're spending most of your day like you're probably going to form relationships with these people friendships or otherwise
1: um you want to take a break because you spilled tea all over uh
0: yeah i just spilled tea all over the mic so let me just take a a quick quick break
1: all right we're back the table's dry (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. It wouldn't be us recording if I didn't spill something It wouldn't everywhere. be
1: a day married to you if you didn't spill. It. Earlier, this is so gross. This is so gross. I'm Please gonna, don't. I'm going to tell everyone. We were eating shrimp tacos and you sneezed. And I think I can leave it at that. I think I can let everyone's imagination take it away. What happens when you're eating food and you sneeze?
0: I'm so sorry. My pro- it was violent. i can't even ask i
1: can't even ask a podcast about how to deal with this problem
0: i know it was disgusting i wish you hadn't brought it up i apologize it was
1: pretty funny it was pretty funny because it was nowhere near me
0: all right uh
1: we have another email we have
0: another email okay moving on so this one was just so beautifully written and we love this one and as someone really who read one. like a thousand books this year this is one of the best things i read the whole year
1: you read a thousand books no
0: i read like 40 something 43 i'm
1: about to finish my sixth book i think that's really good it is pretty good for me
0: yeah it is for anybody that's an accomplishment anyway this was great and i'm sorry that we had to cut it down a little bit just for time but we have so many questions to get through so this is from terrence It was December 12th, 1971. Barbie and I were getting married. I had just graduated college with my degree in architecture in May and was working in an architectural office for about three months. We were very excited about decorating our first apartment. We had spent weeks looking for the perfect apartment. We found one and didn't need decorating. A pink bathroom and a grilled cheese sandwich that was left in the oven. (laughs) So good. One final thing happened before the wedding weekend. Bill, a draftsman in the office, said that when we get back from our honeymoon, we should come to his house in Califon to a place where we can cut down our own Christmas tree. Back in the 70s, that was quite a novelty. My parents had an artificial tree for a decade. I jumped at the chance and told him yes. Off we went to San Francisco, Lake Tahoe, and Reno for our honeymoon. When I got back to the office a few days before Christmas, I was shocked. Bill had been fired. My friend John told me the last thing Bill said was, be sure to tell Terry to come up Christmas Eve to cut down a tree.
1: That's so sweet as the That's last so thing. Nice. As someone who's been fired before, the last thing is never, hey, I hope that, that guy can cut down. I it's know. usually um, Fine.
0: Right. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, so Christmas Eve afternoon, we started out for Bill's house. Bill had told me where his rented house was located, and they did not have a phone. We knocked at the door. His wife answered, looking weary, having just put the twins to sleep. I could tell that this was not a joy, not to be a joyous Christmas in their household. His wife said Bill had taken a new job as a knife salesman and wouldn't be home until late that evening. We wished her well and left. On the way home, we were pondering what to do. It was 5 o'clock, we didn't have a Christmas tree, and we were due at Barbie's grandmother's for a traditional Christmas Eve dinner at 7 o'clock. As we rode east, we saw a Christmas tree yard with the lights on. We stopped. No one was around. We continued on. At the flagship in Union, another Christmas tree lot. No lights were on, but we stopped. No one was around. We had three choices, not have a Christmas tree this year, not a good way to start a marriage, find another Christmas tree lot down the road, not likely, or steal a tree. The devil made me do it. On Christmas, we stuffed what we thought was a likely tree in the back of our Vega wagon, early Christmas morning. We heard a knock on our window. Our basement apartment did not have a doorbell. Are we being arrested on Christmas Day for stealing a Christmas tree? No, it was my sister at the door. She comes in. Merry Christmas. That's the worst excuse for a Christmas tree I have ever seen. (laughs) Even Charlie Brown had a better tree. With that, she left. About 20 minutes later, she was back pushing a large evergreen tree through our door. Now that's a Christmas tree, she said. I stole it from Barty Farms. They had loads of trees on their lot. (laughs) Two stolen Christmas trees. So I took the first tree to the garbage room of the apartment building and we decorated the second tree, which was lovely. The end of the story comes two years later. We were talking to Mary who lived in our apartment before us, her grilled cheese sandwich, I guess, (laughs) then moved to a larger apartment in the same building. We were telling her the story of our first Christmas. She exclaimed, I always wondered who threw their Christmas tree out on Christmas Day. So my question is, how do I get rid of this guilty feeling I still have of being in possession of two stolen Christmas trees 49 years later? Oh, that's so good. Oh, it's so good. I
1: love it. The best part to me is just this little throwaway line. Not a great way to start a uh, marriage about not having a Christmas tree. But I guess a good way to start a marriage is with petty theft.
0: Yes. So good.
1: (laughs) I love this so much because it is like um, they're not using it. It won't hurt anybody. Right. They're not going to sell it. Agreed. Guilt is horrible. And this was like a big thing that like everybody feels this. When, mm-hmm. And what do you do when you have guilt and you can't get over it? You know, and I, I as a a Catholic boy, as a raised Catholic boy, mm-hmm. um, I have plenty of it sure. in droves. And it's like, what do you how do you deal with it? And I think one thing that I try to do is just to recognize if I'm making a bigger deal out of something than it is. Yeah. You know? Something
0: to keep in mind is like, is this other person thinking about it? Like is the person I supposedly wronged? Still holding on to this or is it just me?
1: Yeah. And then putting yourselves in other people's shoes and mm-hmm. if that happened to you, would you be that upset if you had a plethora of trees and yeah. one of them was gone or, did, you know, they might not even not notice. Obviously, um, if someone's not going to notice and you steal something from them, that's still not great. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, I think that it's like you get a pass. I think you get a pass. Yeah. And I you agree. have to be kind to yourself.
0: Yes. Yes. And I, um, we cut this down for time, but they bought Christmas presents for the family that was going to, um, give them the free Christmas tree that they didn't end up getting. Yes. So they like did a good deed. And I think the universe paid them back with two free quotation marks, (laughs) Christmas trees. So I think there are a few ways to go about this. I think, well, one, there should be step one is, um, forgiveness to yourself Mm -hmm. um because i don't think anyone was hurt in this situation right um the other thing is maybe you after the season is over you go return your current christmas trees to those farms (laughs) (laughs) you could do that i guess that's like one thing you could do or he could plant some seeds what about that
1: plant some seeds i thought about planting some seeds i think that that's definitely something that you could do you could
0: give back to the earth yeah
1: I think that that's totally uh, a great idea.
0: And also you're bringing joy to people with this hilarious story.
1: Very true. Very true. I I love the grilled cheese Yeah, I mean, that's chaos to leave a grilled cheese (laughs) in the oven.
0: I don't know how someone could forget a grilled cheese.
1: Well, I want to know if there's a bite out of it because that's even more confusing. Oh, yeah. You like put it in there to like keep it warm for later and then you just move out of your house.
0: I mean, we have talked about this, but I'm excellent at making grilled cheese and you would never forget one of my grilled cheeses. No,
1: it's a true art. Yeah. Okay, we have a few more emails. Then I have a problem that I got to propose to you and you have a problem for me. Yeah. And then we got to air our grievances and ring in the new year. I know. This is a jam packed finale. It
0: really is. Thank you, Terry.
1: Thank you. That was really, really great. Now we have one from Liz and here Liz has emailed us and she says this is to you, Grace. Yes,
0: this is directed to me.
1: Grace, I have a question for you. I too have marshmallow teeth. (laughs) During the pandemic, I've tried very hard to avoid dental issues to not go to the dentist. My dentist says I have like three at-risk, in quotations, teeth for root canals. Knock on wood, none yet, but it's a fear that hangs over me. Since you've walked that walk, do you have any advice for me? Also, have your dental hygiene routines changed during the pandemic to avoid the dreaded dentist office?
0: Let me answer the second one first. Absolutely not. Nothing really has changed. And what I have noticed in my dental journey is that if you are <laughs> genetically predisposed to having dental issues, you're, there's like not a lot you can do beyond just like normal, like regular hygiene stuff by brushing your teeth and flossing that's gonna fix it because like root canals and stuff that's like all about just having weak teeth and it's like if you like you can't like cut out pretzels for the rest of your life that's that's heresy like i would never cut out pretzels in my life (laughs) i know you love pretzels i love pretzels you know so uh, all of the times that i've had three root canals that's horrible yeah and it's all like stuff that is just like there's I didn't like have anything like particularly weird or like, like something that I could like pinpoint. Like this is what caused it. Um, so I say, don't live your life in fear. And <laughs> this is um, this
1: is such an elaborate answer to this.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, brush your teeth. That's super important, and I know you do that already. Um, but then the other thing is just be super aware of when you do have like weird jaw pain or like. Pain like around your mouth, it's not exactly always going to feel like it's in your teeth per se. Um, Get it taken care of immediately. Go to the dentist immediately because it's a lot better to get it um, nipped in the bud than later. That's my thing. And also, find a dentist you really, really like because I've had a lot of dentists that I don't like and it's just made everything so much worse. You want to find someone that's like very sympathetic. When I was in college, I was going to the dental school. Ugh. Like at Pitt and it was like horrible. And I remember this one time when the first time I had a fruit canal, like all the students were gathering around me and like looking in and they were like, "Ew!" No, <laughs> it was horrible. That and I was just, horrible. it was just like a really har- horrible experience. So find someone that you like really trust and is going to be nice to you. The other time I, Got one done. It was at the dental school. I don't get Novocaine reactions very well. Like it takes a lot to get my mouth numb. So the poor dental student who was working on me like I was just like crying because I could feel it Mm. like during this process. And he saw me like crying and he like went and got his teacher. One of the like the supervising professor dentists and the supervising professor dentist came over and like held my hand and was like, you're doing great. You're really brave. I know this is hard. Oh. And it was so kind. And like that made everything so much better. So I think find, um, find a nice dentist, find a nice dentist that yeah. you're like that you don't dread going to because I used to dread going and now I don't because I have one that I like a lot better.
1: Yeah. So, and you haven't had any major surgeries this year?
0: No, I had a root canal last year, but that was, again, just like a weird thing. Yeah. Just out of nowhere.
1: I like the dentist that we go to now mm-hmm. as well because when I went, and this is just to brag on myself, okay. they told me that I have impeccable home care. <laughs>
0: Impeccable home care. Yeah,
1: they said, Wow, you have impeccable home care. I said, Thank you so much. Oh,
0: whatever. Basically,
1: they just have me open my mouth and then they applaud and then I get to leave. That's my experience at the dentist usually.
0: That's so. You just got to do little
1: circles. You. Kick and scream when I say do little circles, but there are times, and this is going to get us into a fight. I know it is, but there are times where you finish brushing your teeth and you spit into the sink and there's just an entire glob of toothpaste. It's supposed to foam up. If it's not foaming up, you're doing it wrong. You got to foam it.
0: It is foaming up. There is a gap between... My well, you got to keep going. And, and a piece, Little circles. And consistently, one little teeny glob, like I would say one-tenth of my entire toothpaste glob, gets in Well, then in you're that, using too much toothpaste. It gets in that little crevasse, and then it doesn't foam up. The rest of it foams up. I'm not like dry brushing you got my teeth. Look,
1: all I'm saying is Ugh. little circles. For the people at home, if you want to get a compliment from the dentist, make sure you're doing little circles on each little tooth. And you're good.
0: Whatever. I mean, you can't
1: be brushing it like a cartoon character left (laughs) and right.
0: I do little circles. You don't understand.
1: I don't. I don't. I have different teeth.
0: (sighs) All right. Well, Liz, I hope this helps. Let's move on to the next question. Great.
1: Next question comes from Boomer. He wrote us an email that says, I've spent a lot of time working on my self-confidence over the last year. Applause. And... While it has paid off in my personal life, I struggle when trying to create art. I enjoy things I create when I collaborate, but whenever I try to make something alone, be it writing or music, I tend to despise whatever I create. Do you both hate the things you create? If so, then how do you get over that to share with others? The only art I like that I'm confident in sharing is my photography, which I have only begun sharing in earnest on my Instagram since I bought my new camera. This is a great question. Great question.
0: I am definitely on the side of I hate sharing things that I have created.
1: Yeah, you do.
0: I really do. And I don't know exactly why that is.
1: Well, I mean, there's a lot to the creating part that you don't like because I think (laughs) that you get in your own way. And I think that's what's happening in his case and what happens in a lot of people's case. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some kind of expert, (laughs) but I was, you know, early, you know, this is almost a decade ago. I was shared by um, uh, my friend Taylor. I was shared an article um, kind of just summarizing, you know, what's going on in your brain when you're creating something. And you have like, uh, you know, the how, how did they summarize it? There's like a madman. And the madman is just the like that creative burst where you just want to get everything out of your mind in reference to writing onto the page. Mm -hmm. You're just going to write down everything. And then there is the architect who later goes over this stuff and then puts things in different orders. You have a carpenter who's also going to like come in and like kind of like massage the things and, uh, you know, saw this sentence in half or move this to a different place or whatever else. And then you have the judge and the judge is the last say, and he's Mm -hmm. the one that comes in and he says, this is good, this is bad, this needs to change, cut this, you know, acts that. The problem is, is that people don't quiet the other three while they're trying to write, Uh while they're trying to create, while they're trying to paint, while they're trying to, you know, be inspired and just take a bunch of pictures to see which one is what. If you get wrapped up with, is this good, while you're trying to do it, it's not gonna be good. You're getting in your own way. Yeah. You can't be judging something because you have great taste. You can't be judging something while you do it. Yes. Like, you know, I I started off this podcast saying I want this to be good, but here we are, you know, about a half hour in, and um, I can only just continue to talk and to continue to create this with you. Yeah. If I'm worried that every sentence that I'm about to say is good or bad, then I'm, I'm just going to be quiet.
0: Yeah. Though no, that's really, that really makes a lot of sense because I, I do, I'm constantly editing as you're, I do things, and i'm I find that editing is a much easier task for me than creating. So maybe Boomer feels the same way. I don't know you're an uh that's my experience
1: you are an excellent editor i I have said this to you before Mm -hmm. um and a lot of times even when you're just trying to draft an email to somebody you'll be like how do i say this and then i'll come in and i'll just like write like four sentences you'll be like that's wrong and then you'll just do (laughs) (laughs) you'll just write it and it's really nice and beautiful Uh um but like you have a great eye for that kind of stuff but i think that there are times where you know you personally will get in your own way because you you know how you know what is good and what you Mm -hmm. do want out of whatever it is that you're trying to make or write or just in the thank you note. I remember the wedding thank you notes. I crushed those. Yeah. I zipped right through those things and you, it took you months.
0: It was hard for me because I needed it to be perfect. That
1: but. sounded insulting. I kind of like was like <laughs> dunked on you there. Like no, it took okay. you months. I, But not that I didn't put care into my thank you notes.
0: Right, right. But you... Um, you just like let it flow out of you and it was really nice and there was the heart in it, and I was like trying to find the perfect word for everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just about trusting yourself because you can always go back and, and change it later.
0: Yeah. Also, I think, um, you know, making sure that you have a receptive and um, kind audience to start out with, um, you know, like sharing something maybe with like a close Mm -hmm. circle first that will be supportive and like maybe provide some like constructive criticism but not just like
1: yeah that's a very important i've i've shared things with people way too early (laughs) it's not helpful Mm -hmm. to anybody it's not helpful to you either um but typically you know i took a writing seminar recently and they were like do um do a draft and then go over that a day later Mm -hmm. and then a day or two later after that go over it go over that one and then you can just send it to people. Yeah. So you do a, a, a really rough draft, which doesn't count. Then you take a pass at that. Then you sit with that for a minute. Think about it a day or two. Then you do the pass on that one. Then it's probably yeah. ready for other people to see.
0: <laughs> yeah. Another thing to think about when you get into negative feelings or thoughts about yourself is to use uh the strategy of saying like would i say this about my best friend's work like if one of my friends posted this would i like rip on it or Mm -hmm. um or have negative feelings about it and if you're not if you wouldn't say that about your friend or a family member you shouldn't be saying it to yourself either and that's like something to just keep in mind like why would you be so cruel to yourself when um when yeah. others wouldn't be cruel to you like that.
1: Well, that's excellent advice for life. Yeah, it that could goes, be applied to a lot of things. I mean, that's applied to almost every question that we've gotten. Yeah. Because if you're feeling bad about your saying, let's say you stole a Christmas tree <laughs> and you feel bad about it. And, you know, would anybody, does anybody else, if your friend happen, if it happened to be gifted a stolen Christmas tree. Right. Uh, or a young couple that you knew <laughs> stole a Christmas tree. Um, from a farm that was vacant on Christmas Eve yeah. with lots and lots of trees around, you know? would You you know, you wouldn't be upset with them. Exactly. So don't be upset with yourself if you can't handle it. I mean, it's complex. Emotions right. are complex.
0: Of course. So I think about that. Like, how are you talking to yourself rather in compare that to how you would talk to a friend if they were feeling mm-hmm. the same way you were. Right.
1: I think it's a lot of it's easy for people to have compassion for others and then not have compassion for themselves. So I think that's like you know, just let yourself go and let it be bad. That's the hard part: is mm-hmm. to trust yourself and have the self confidence enough to know, like, uh, just, just get it out, just throw it out
0: something i have also like i kind of have a hard time with is like if i'm not immediately good at something i'm like oh i hate this yeah so i started um i started learning how to knit over christmas and it's so frustrating and i'm sticking with it but like i expected to be so good at it immediately i tried
1: knitting three of those loops uh and i will tell you i did quit immediately because i knew that this was not a future in this for me and i am very very proud of you for sticking with it because i know i truly know just how frustrating it is
0: so certain things like i like embroidery like i immediately like took to it and i was like great like i was really good at it from the beginning Mm -hmm. um crochet uh, crochet i'm like also better at but this um i just didn't excel immediately like i expected to with other handicrafts so i think sticking with it and something i saw recently was is this guy who why are you smiling at me i just love you oh all right fine (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I saw this artist guy who I follow um, and he does like subway sketches of people and he showed like where he started like maybe five years ago and it is like about the same skill level, excuse me, Ryan, as when you sketched me. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Where, you know, like and he just like kept trying at it and now he's like really incredible and he's doing these like couple minute sketches that are like really beautiful Mm of people on the subway. So I think you have to be able to Um,
1: you gotta uh, own your growth
0: own your growth and like respect that it is a process so and I think that other people will respect that as well
1: I think you're totally right. And At it least takes the people that matter. The people that matter. I mean, you're really the the one that matters. And if you're enjoying something, then you should continue to do it. You know, I think people are more confident in their judgment abilities than their creative abilities yeah. inherently. Yeah. And so you just have to quiet that voice for 10 minutes, 20 minutes. It doesn't take that long to create stuff initially, just to spit it out. Because yeah. you have an idea. Get it out and then work on it, yeah. whatever it is. Right. So... I'm hoping that you open an Etsy shop. I've told you this. Yeah. Of all the your knitting attempts. <laughs> I think I'm going to. I wanna,
0: we, we won't tell you the title yet. But we,
1: we will know. announce that in season two yeah. when Grace puts out her Etsy shop of knitting things that she's uh, attempting to yeah. <laughs> become a knitting pro.
0: Okay, I think we need to move on to our questions for each other, our advice.
1: Um, forgive me, I have to read my note that I took left-handed <laughs> yeah. because I was eating a taco. So um, I, my question, Grace... On the news today, I saw um, them show a TikTok video on the news. This is how I consume TikTok, is through CBS News. (laughs) And they showed uh, a TikTok of a guy at a gas station who, I guess, does this all the time. But homeless people will come into his shop or his gas station or whatever. And then he will give them money. Mm -hmm. And he makes these TikToks. And then people go crazy on TikTok tiktok for these videos um and then they send more money to hit this guy so he can give it out to other people and then it's like this reaction video thing right this guy needed 150 dollars to go get glasses and he had a whole plan and he seemed very earnest like i'm gonna get glasses and then i'm gonna work continue to wash windows of cars for a dollar a piece to then get a uh, a place to stay. And then I'm going to do, the, you know, he had all these things. And then the guy at the gas station said, but what about this? And then he said, boom. And he threw $500 onto the counter for him. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice because he's giving something to somebody else. But my reaction on the couch, unfortunately, was Ugh, because why post this? Why make this like, it feels self-serving to not just do the kind act. Now you have a cell phone in this guy's face, which is kind of a low point. He's explaining that he doesn't have any, enough money to buy glasses and whatever else. Mm-hmm. So you, he's videotaping this guy and then videotaping himself, give him money. And it all seems a little self-serving. Why, so I, I, that is a cynical stance what I just explained it's a cynical stance because it's a nice thing to gift this guy money which was has been crowdsourced from people who are watching this reaction video so everyone can feel like they're a part of helping this man get back on his feet and get glasses and stuff but my I don't want to become a cynical old (laughs) grump Mm -hmm. how do I not become that how do I how do I um
0: I think you aren't because you are recognizing that in yourself that you're recognizing that this is a cynical way to look at it and you are saying all the other things that are like this is like a crowd yeah you know, like this is creating more money and stuff like that i, I don't know for sure the story i did see that, like this thing on it's the a news recurring before thing. um i did see this story separately but i imagine that these people have given him permission to be filmed and I hope so. I hope I would, I would think so. And they, it, I don't, it wasn't like a hidden camera kind of thing from what I remember. No, it's so, not. Um, I think that as long as it, it is, I understand those feelings of feeling like, oh, this is like a little weird because it you're just like getting attention for this. But as long as you aren't getting a, as long as there is an actual gain. From this person other than attention mm-hmm. like the person who's posting um it's probably doing more good than harm
1: yeah it just feels icky to me like being nice to to the homeless for the likes
0: but also, you're still being nice to the homeless. I know. You're I not know. being mean to the homeless for I the likes. I know,
1: which, had, which was a thing on the internet. Right. There was a guy that that became popular who now is con- still... He's made more money than I've ever made in my life, and probably anybody in my family's ever made, but he was, like, putting money in homeless guys' hands, and then he would wrestle it away.
0: That's horrible. It is so, horrible. this, I think, That's at least it is a nice... objectively terrible. I think this is at least a nice thing. Like, do the pros and cons. Like, what is like the bad thing that's happening someone's getting attention like someone's yeah. getting yeah wipes. you're right i just like think what it is what's the problem here? here
1: here's my issue and this is what i don't want to feel so my problem is how do i re- keep from being an old crumb
0: mm-hmm.
1: um it, this feels icky mm-hmm. and also i think it speaks to the culture at large because it seems self-serving to have to videotape everything or to video everything and like let other people know that you're a good person
0: yeah i mean that is not the ideal way to go about things ideally this person would probably just do it quietly um and not like make a big attention of it um but the other side of this is that he's probably getting more money from people crowdsourcing and as long as he isn't skimming any off the top for himself then then i think it's okay Yes, it could be better, but I think doing anything is better than doing nothing.
1: I agree with that. I agree with that. I just think that I'm going to have to continue to talk to you about this because I don't... And and this is where you're going to help me with my problem because Mm -hmm. I don't want to become a cynical jerk, but I also know that I do feel like it's kind of icky and self-serving. I
0: think it's okay to feel that it's icky Um, Uh,
1: just this, this movement that we all need credit.
0: So what is the question?
1: The question is, how do I not have these feelings or what do I do with these feelings that like, I'm kind of a little bit, a little bit bumped by, even though it's a nice, this guy's getting 500 bucks to get his life together. I feel a little bit bumped by the. Uh, the overarching need to to get credit about being a good person that I feel like this guy who's taking the video is asking for from everybody. I also am worried that other people watching this will just be like, well, that guy's taking care of people, so I'm not going to do anything nice.
0: I think it would be the opposite. I think other people will be inspired. I think what you need to do with that feeling is that you need to just do it yourself in a, a way that feels better to you. Yeah. You can't change what's going on there but i can do <laughs> yeah. I, can,
1: I can be in service to other people without having to blast it everywhere yeah and mm-hmm. think
0: about like how you i mean you don't do that anyway you do plenty of nice things and you're a very kind person and don't blow warm, up my spot <laughs> you're a very warm and kind person at your core and that's not something that you're going to that's who you are. You're that's not going away. So, I would say that you can't really change what other people are going to do, but you can continue to be who you are and do things in the way you think is correct. Does that answer your question?
1: It does. I mean, I it's not a thing that I think I can solve right now.
0: Well, what a great question to ask.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's not the the you know, I don't want I don't think it's something that I can solve right today. I think it's a lifelong solve. So, Good thing you're around.
0: Oh, good. <laughs> All right, can I ask my question now? Yes, you, you Did can. I answer yours? Yeah,
1: I feel... I think it's a very good answer and very helpful.
0: Okay. Um, okay, so my question or the thing I need um, advice on is something you know about me, but I'm really good at making decisions when, like, it's crunch time. Mm-hmm. You know, I do events, and when it's, like, event day and something goes wrong, I'm very quick to, like, figure out the best solution and, like, put it into place and not be stressed about it. But when I have more time to mull things over, I kind of shut down and I think about like all of the different ways I could go and like what's going to happen if I pick each of these individual things. So I wanted your advice on how to apply how I am in like those like quick pressure-driven decision-making situations and do them in when I have more long-term decisions to make or decisions that I have a longer time to i all over
1: yeah i've seen this in action so basically you're you're asking me how to have the confidence in your decisions
0: mm-hmm.
1: like you do when there's uh it's immediate like there's yeah. no because if you have weeks in advance you usually know what you want to do but then you put it off or you make the decision and then worry about it for that many weeks yeah. before it happens so this is this like a confidence thing
0: i guess May i don't know you tell me
1: well, I'm, I don't. I'm not going to claim to have the answer. I'm just going to do my best. Sure. Hmm. <laughs> I want to give you good advice, but thank you. I, well, I do. I want to give you good advice, but you know that I suffer from anxiety about things as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, that's not going to.
0: Well, this is why I'm asking you because I know that you kind of deal with some of the similar situations, but I think you're better at handling it than I am.
1: Hmm. Well, that's very nice of you. I wouldn't agree. <laughs> But (laughs) that is very nice of you. You are a marvel when it comes to, like, problem solving, especially in the moment. Yeah. So, I think you just need to know that about yourself. I think that, like, um, you inherently, you know, sometimes don't give yourself enough credit Hmm. as to be, like, you are very good at things. And you know, you you know, you're usually right. I'm not, I, I, you know, I don't want the listeners to hear this <laughs> but you are usually right about everything.
0: Thank you. So Finally.
1: um I think you just need to trust yourself and and apply that to other areas because if you have a long lead up, you can make a plan, but you know that from your events, like yeah. specifically with your events and your work and stuff, it's like things are going to go wrong. Yeah. But you're you're the all the work that you do leading up to it is like you just have to trust that it, you're doing the right thing and if you do forget about something you're going to have you're going to solve it on the day eventually right Or, or anyway so i don't really know what i would say i don't really know how to deal with it i think it's just a matter of like trying to trust yourself and giving yourself enough credit you've done all this stuff before
0: Yeah, but I think the question is more: How do I get out of that like cyclical thinking? Yeah, thinking about all these decisions and like maybe there isn't like necessarily like a very clear answer about what you should do. Mm -hmm. Like on for like the example of like an event day when like something's going wrong, there might be like three good options as a plan B. But like I have no problem at all just picking one and going with it Mm -hmm. and. Like, and not looking back, but when I have a longer lead up to something or, you know, it's not like a deadline immediately right in front of me, I um, will like really stress over it to to make sure I'm making the the right decision.
1: Yeah. Well, I think number one, if you're having these like ruminating thoughts, if Mm -hmm. you're really going in a circle about something, it's good to recognize it. If you can recognize it, then you can step out of it. Mm-hmm. If you say, I'm doing this to myself and I'm winding myself up, um, winding myself up. Winding. Sure. So you got to know that you got to like be able to recognize your patterns of thought. Mm-hmm. And once you've done that, you can step outside of it by just being like, OK, I am doing this right now. Let me mm-hmm. try to calm down. Let me count to 10. Let me take some deep breaths. I've only seen you take about six breaths since <laughs> we've been married. So <laughs> I, I think breathing would be really good for you. Yeah. Um. But in truth, it's like just recognizing when you're making things harder on yourself, for one. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is to, you know, try to remove yourself from the emotional part of every decision that you make. Because I think that a lot of times for you, you do that all or nothing thing. If there aren't exactly the number of chairs or whatever, then this is all wrong but there's no way around it or like this will be the worst event ever or mm-hmm. something
0: Or like um, i'm bad at my job if or, i mess this thing
1: yeah up. it's more like that you yeah. have to have the right number of chairs for people that's just something that, that
0: was not the best example. it wasn't well i don't do this
1: <laughs> you don't do events i don't do events i'm the person that sits in front of the chairs i stand in front of the chairs so <laughs> i don't know i don't know how many chairs are in there but you're not bad at your job you know that you're not bad at your job if somebody asked you if you're bad at your job you'd be offended Mm-hmm. So that's a good start to know that you do believe in yourself. Yeah. Um, But I think like obsessing about something to the point that it makes you miserable is not going to help. And yeah. it's not going to ha- make you feel more confident in your decision. So you kind of just have to recognize it and then, um, uh, you know, understand emotionally what each thing should weigh on you or not. Mm-hmm. So... I hope that's... Is that okay? Is that a good answer?
0: Yeah, I think that is helpful.
1: I think you just got to breathe.
0: Just breathe, yeah. I mean,
1: a big to, a big thing for you yeah. is breathing and relaxing. You're very hard on yourself. I'm very hard on myself, but you take it to a, a whole nother degree <laughs> sometimes.
0: Yeah, I'm like a perfectionist in many ways.
1: Yeah. So, it's, again, it's like you, you're going to be... In in reference to Boomer's question, it's like you're going to judge the thing, but don't judge it while you're trying to do it or you're going to handcuff yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's the same for your brain. Yeah. So it's like just let this, l- let yourself make all these decisions and then, you know, sit with it for a night, sleep on it, truly, and then come back the next day and judge whether you like the plan and the, w- and the way that you're going with it. The- yeah. And then you can tweak it or whatever else. But if you obsess over every single little thing, you're not going to be able to see the big picture and be comfortable with your decision.
0: Yeah, something I also need to um, rein in and maybe other people would relate to this is like all of the what ifs. And it's like, well, if I do this, then what if this could happen or this could happen? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and you can go either like, the like, oh, this would be the, the best case scenario and the worst case scenario. And But the truth is that we don't know what is in the future. So we don't know which path that will necessarily take us down and also like i just think about like how i thought certain things in my life would go um you know and that's not the path that i ended up taking and it's like for the better but um hopefully i i think so i mean
1: we you are with me right now so i'd (laughs) hope you're happy um but yeah i think that's that's what i would say and i think that's kind of my understanding of how this entire year has gone on if we can bring it to a close, mm-hmm. um, and move on to our grievances. But I think that, um, this whole year has kind of put in perspective for me, my priorities and, um, doing what I like and like not trying to, to chase things that I don't like and yeah. things that make me sick in, in it, you know, physically sick or mentally sick or whatever. But it's like, if obsessing about something is keeping the me from enjoying it, then uh, yeah then i need to cut that out
0: yeah if, totally. you know
1: you have to just find some joy in your life because we ha- there's so many uncertain things
0: yeah that's good it sounds advice. a little hippy dippy but
1: no you i know, like it yeah like you're knitting you have to be bad at it until you can so there's no abs- sense in obsessing over every single loop and whether it was a good one yeah you just keep going and then you get better you slowly get better and, and just try to enjoy the process of You know whatever magic you're doing with the needles, because I couldn't figure it out. I about stabbed (laughs) myself in the face. So, well, thank you. That's what I think. But you're very good at what you do, and you're very good at a lot of things, and you should just be nice to yourself. Thank you. I have no idea if I answered your question, but I said a lot of words, and I think that's what counts.
0: And in the right tone.
1: And in the right tone. Yeah. You have to talk in the right tone.
0: Right. We had a um a fun time the other day in the car where we just wanted to yell, and so we were just, "Oh, yeah, yelling the words "hot coffee as loud as we could,
1: yeah, I was imagining if I screamed at full volume my order at the Dunkin Donuts window
0: mm-hmm. and then so we
1: practiced, to. yeah. And I think it would first of all, it'd be really funny to scream at full volume yeah. <laughs> because how often do you get to scream at full volume? I would say everyone's New Year's resolution that listens to our podcast, it, one of them, add, tack this on, should be to get into a place where you really can scream as loud as you can because I'm sure you haven't mm-hmm. and try it out. Grace, we were screaming hot coffee. I yeah. want a hot coffee. <laughs> like I was gripping the steering wheel. I haven't yelled that loud in a decade or more. Yeah. May- maybe 20 years.
0: Make sure you're in like a um, correct it, You know, in the car is okay. In the environment, like, yeah, in the car we were... We, like we there was can't... no one around. Like no one was going to be like concerned for us. Yeah. And also we were saying something so... um is ridiculous. We weren't saying help. We were saying hot coffee. Hot
1: coffee. But it, just scream as loud as you can. You're going to feel crazy yeah it's kind of hard you kind of forgot i think a lot of people have forgotten how to yell as loud as they can Mm -hmm. maybe the parents that listen to this happen but (laughs) um it's pretty it's pretty incredible it's a good feeling so grace let us take our final break before our final grievances of season one all right all right okay let's bring it home let's do it I was giving some thought to a pro- asking you a problem, mm-hmm. and I'm happy with the problem that I asked you about how to not be so cynical. Yeah. Um, but I think in retrospect, I should have just asked you to do a math problem, uh. <laughs> like live on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it would have infuriated you.
0: Do you mean like a, any a train problem. leaves the station <laughs> at <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> any math 2 1 p.m. and it's going 70 miles per hour?
1: You Nothing would make you more upset.
0: Yeah. It's true.
1: So I have a grievance for you, Grace. Okay. This has to do with something that I got you for Christmas. What? I got you Hello Kitty Uno cards. Yeah. So we've the been playing. Gift. It's great. It's a lot of fun. We played with your family. Like we were playing a lot, um, just one on one, playing a lot of Uno. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of cards in Uno, and every time that we have cards in a board game or a card game or whatever, I have to shuffle. Yeah. Because you don't know how to shuffle. I'm not good. You at kind it. of. Well, you. This is. I'm not good at it is what you say <laughs> and then you you refuse to try
0: <laughs> so I have to
1: shuffle every single time yeah and then we have it say whose deal is it well it's is it mine or yours I'm always the dealer but I, I <laughs> then you just go first every time and you wipe the floor with me so I have to shuffle I'm a, also a youngest child I don't know how to shuffle yeah, my parents true. did it. so I here I am just futzing around trying to shuffle cards uno has like 100 or 20 cards or something like that so it's too the, the deck's too big it's very hard i know i have big hands but like you know come on it's very hard that's, so
0: i'm i'm sorry i will try and take on more of the shuffling duties you do in when our you household. do shuffle
1: you just take like 40 cards at once and you move them to the top of the deck and i'm like that's not doing anything
0: i have a system is it a an effective system? No. Is it a system? Kind of. <laughs> it's you just move them around until they're.
1: The one time you put all the cards on the table and you and you swirled them all out, but then you just moved your hand back to the same direction <laughs> and picked them up in the deck, and I'm like, literally two cards changed
0: spots there.
1: So my grievance is with your shuffling ability.
0: Okay. Thank you. Fine. Um. Okay. Let me think about yours. I just want to brag. Can I brag for a minute? Brag away. Okay. I gave you an excellent Christmas present. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it, I got you something that you didn't even know you wanted. And then later, you, before I gave it to you, you figured out you wanted it. And you ordered it for yourself and I had to ruin your surprise. So maybe this is my grievance. I
1: think it probably is. Is
0: that months ago i ordered you a gimbal like for your iphone so i can shoot smooth
1: video with my iphone exactly so you can
0: do all sorts of video creation um and one day months later like a couple weeks before like a week before christmas Mm -hmm. you were like i think i should maybe get a gimbal like i just thought of this this is really good and i kind of like tried to uh get you off the topic and i was like "Eh, i don't know maybe like it might work let's (laughs) do some more research Uh, I take the dog out for a walk. I was gone for 25 minutes. By the time I got back, you like I walk in the door and you bust out and say, I ordered a gimbal. (laughs) I
1: was like, I just did it. I pulled the trigger. I just got one.
0: I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I didn't leave for that long.
1: Well, I was excited because I was like, this could be a great thing to help me create a lot of cool stuff. And I, this is what I should do. And here it was, you thought of something that I didn't even know I had wanted and bought it months earlier. So yes, you did. You can brag that you're an excellent gift giver and you <laughs> do have a right to have a grievance because I uh, kind of ruined my own gift. But I still th- I'm still mostly amazed that you knew about something that I didn't even know I wanted. Right. So uh, obviously I made the right choice in partner because <laughs> this is the greatest, it's the greatest thing. It's so cool. And again, I can't stress this enough. I didn't even know I wanted it right until like four, I think it was fine. I did Christmas. have to
0: ruin the surprise and I was like, "Well, Santa may have brought you something." Um, but it's and awesome. then you and I was like, "Maybe you should return it." I did I told you without telling you in a very clear way.
1: Very clear, very clear way. <laughs> so so
0: my, yeah, my grievance is that you um should be a little more uh cognizant of when it is a week before christmas for ordering (laughs) things for yourself
1: well i didn't suspect i didn't even know that i had wanted it so how would you have known that 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 was because i'm an
0: excellent gift giver yeah
1: you are you are and i got you uno cards that and so my gift to you is that i will continue to shuffle thank you so grace this was it this was my final season one
0: my final grievance is that season one is over Yes. It's a real bummer.
1: But we are going to be back in a couple of weeks with season two. And, you know, we talked a lot about the direction of the podcast, what we should do with the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're going to continue to, um, you know, find prompts or come up with prompts and, you know, discuss things on the podcast that are um, fun and uh, interesting, hopefully. Spark conversations. Spark conversations in the people who listen to this in your lives that's what our goal is to have a a fun conversation that you can then have uh yourself or add your own takes email us gripe at us we'll Mm -hmm. grievance back at you you know it'll be a nice beautiful community that we have, have created and that we'll continue to cultivate yes so happy new year grace
0: happy new year ryan i love you i love you
1: and if you have any thoughts throw us throw them our way what am i trying to say I don't know. Send him an email. Send him. An e- send him
0: an email. Oh,
1: boy, this is why we need to take a break. Yeah. Send us an email at graceryanpodcast at gmail.com with your thoughts, your your comments, anything you want, feelings, your feelings, maybe boards. maybe some hot tips for uh, how to cook a, a chicken. We have a lot of chicken to cook.
0: Yeah, we do got a lot of chicken. So
1: to cook. you know, just <laughs> send them our way. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And
0: this has been falling in love with my wife, season one.
1: Thanks for listening. If you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash grace Ryan podcast or email us at grace Ryan podcast at gmail.com. Okay. That's enough. I love you. Love you too.
0: Bye.